This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Yeah, you caught me too deep. I think I'm dying here, man. Welcome to the 3B Video Deep Cut Podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> Aw, yeah, it's that time again for another bi-weekly podcast with your hosts, Rotten Roger DeMarco and Evil Dead Inks, and you're all gonna die in there, you're all gonna die. <laughs> Let me in. Oh, good God. It's time to finally talk about Poltergeist 2. The other side. Little sidebar of what I don't to, know. to the beginning of this podcast. We've tried this once before. Yeah, the strangest feeling. We've done this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, come on, hurry up. I'm driving. <laughs> he's, he's going after Debbie. We got to stop him. We got to stop First him. time. We're over 70 episodes and now. This is the first time we've had to do a double take on a episode. We got like 15 minutes into recording and then all of a sudden internet just said no no yeah. no 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 moss recording so here we are round two on part two of poultrygeist i mean poltergeist mm-hmm. yeah absolutely perfect uh, it gave it gave us a little bit more time to Reflect on the film, I suppose. I mean, I I took use of the time. I re-listened to some uh, making of bits the other day while I was supposed to be working, and uh, tried to bank some things in my mind over over I'm the. Beach tra- do what do what? Uh, so I'll be completely transparent. I did not. Well, you've <laughs> my, been bu- my, you've been busy. <laughs> my life is insanely hectic at the moment. Mine is just as much, but I'm able to. Um, at parts of my hectic day, I'm able to double dip. Like, I can do this without thinking and listen to something else and think about that instead. So I did that. Yes. So, since obviously you're more fresh on the topic, but you do it anyway, you do it every two weeks, you want to let the good folks out there in internet land have a brief plot synopsis of this film, and then we will just jump right in and get to all the crazy madness of this film. Did you like the first Poltergeist? Did you get done with it and think, I could have done with maybe one character less? And you know what? We need we need a villain. Someone that looks kind of like the tall man, but not quite the tall man. And maybe a Native American influence. That'd be good. Maybe throw that in there. And I definitely think we should return to this place that all this shit went down. We should just get deeper, deeper, deeper into this story. Maybe the beast is something more than just a cemetery of unmarked graves. Maybe... It's a mass grave. Mm, could be. Maybe it's a doomsday cult. Mm, the plot thickens. Maybe we could just get rid of, you know, either Spielberg or Toby Hooper and just throw somebody new in there to direct it. Merv Griffin. I actually don't remember who directed this film. I don't <laughs> I don't either, but I know it's not either one of those two. And <laughs> add all that, and you have Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, which mm-hmm. we get... I don't know what that's supposed to mean. The other side is, I, they kind of reference it. I'm it's guessing the further. It's the further, baby. This is the weirdest further of all the fur, of all those uh, furthers out there. Like it's, it's the just furthest kinda, removed from the furthers. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I mean, we only get it for a few minutes at the very end of this movie, and it's 
kind of just a floaty skies kind of a kind of a thing. Yes, yeah, sidebar. I don't like that, <laughs> but either way, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, but you did hit the nail on the head, Evil. We were talking, obviously, when we started this podcast a few days ago, um, talking a little bit about how this movie kind of steps it up and gives us a villain and kind of gives us like a little bit of backstory, a little bit of, um, I don't know, like yeah, just a face, a face to the the chaos. So it took a lot from Phantasm 2. It's no coincidence I referenced the tall man is mm-hmm. Phantasm 2. They're like, th- that was kind of a one-off movie. And then I think Poltergeist is really a one-off movie. And like, what if we try to franchise it? Let's just try to franchise it. And if you're going to franchise it, and this is 1986, we're at height of slasher movies. Uh, yep. The pinnacle of we need a villain. You need a a face. Call in the Quaker Oatman. Or, or Mormon or whatever he is. <laughs> uh, you need somebody. So mm-hmm. enter Reverend Kane. This dude. Most terrifying old man that maybe has ever lived. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I, I didn't mean to try to interrupt you. I was going to oh, say, no. this dude is nightmare fuel. More than any, more than the tall man. More than any, like, well, I even like part seven, Jason, like, has to kind of, is maybe on the same grounds of, like, terrifying to see, like, if you were to see in person right there, is like this 90-year-old man with stomach cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, it, he... He does so much with so little, and I think that's very Angus Scrim also, which is a that's a perfect um, uh, whatever comparison, you know, because Analogy. this uh, Reverend Kane is like a pretty I don't want to say unassuming. I mean, he's not threatening. He's not like a hulking monster of a dude. But no, like, it looks like a strong wind would take him down. But he probably would because he was dying. <laughs> so. And he's wearing that on his face. Like, he has very tight skin over bone structure. He looks like he's just got teeth for days mm-hmm. and these eyes. And, yeah, the, he just he literally walks in a cloud of rain <laughs> to the Freeling's <laughs> house. And all he does is kind of just speak kind of loudly to him and sing. And But that's, that's all he has to do. He doesn't need it's, anything else. It's very ominous. Like... The presence that he carries, we talked about it off air uh, a while back also, just not necessarily ever even saying anything threatening, not ever doing anything threatening, but the aura that this man gives off is pure terror. It's it's such a hard thing to pull off, especially when you're not a physically imposing dude, but this is a he's a great face for, like, the problem in this franchise, you know what I mean? I know you're not an It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fan, but I picture this is what Sweet D thinks of old people when she is terrified of going to see old people, and she just <laughs> sees Reverend Kane. Because, yeah, he he just is there. Just being there is is enough, and him just... And I, and I, I believe it's a real song. Like, I think it may even be a Mormon song, but I'm not, not, I'm not sure I didn't delve into it, but is <laughs> him just singing. And it's even, that's one of the few times that, um, coach himself, I'm blanking on his name. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Yes. He, when he's imitating him, 
I don't even see Craig T. Nelson anymore. I just hear and see Kane after mm-hmm. he uh, eats eats the tequila worm. Which sidebar to that? This movie has a whole lot of shirtless Craig T. Nelson in it. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say it has a whole lot of vomiting, which it has a fair share of that as well. <laughs> it does, but I mean, it's it's got more shirtless Craig T. Nelson, and he Maybe doesn't he have like wicked proud of his body. <laughs> and it's not like a like it's a it's such a dad. It's like a 19, it's a nineteen eighty six dad bod. Yeah, like it's not defined. There's no muscle, but he's just. Not wearing a shirt in a lot of the last movie and this movie. This one thing I noticed, like, man, Craig T. Nelson does not wear shirts often at all. It's hot on set, man. Maybe he just—he's <laughs> like, you know shirt what? Weighs if I'm a thousand pounds. Fourteen people around me, a boom mic, these hot ass lights. Like, I'm a dad who just likes to walk around with my shirt off. Well, he's a beer drinking, football watching, like all American. I mean, yeah, dad. I guess That's, to a degree, my dad was kind of the same way. Though. I was, yeah. was going to say, my dad was very, like, come home from work, take a shower, black sweatpants, no shirt. What is with that? Can, a, that can is, of beer. I have never been that, been like that. Like, yeah, I've got the bottle of beer. I don't really, I don't watch football. But I've no. never been like, take my shirt off and walk around the house type. It feels strange. I don't know, maybe because I'm in a house full of females. And normally, we have, know, most of the time, we have females that are visiting that are friends of the family. So it's like, yeah, even though I'm very heavily tattooed and worth showing off, I've never been like, I'm just going to take my shirt off. Why? I don't know. I, uh, when I'm fit, I don't wear a shirt. I'm, I'm always like, because I'm like wicked proud. Like, I think I should start. It sounds like a not, suit. I'm going to start wearing, not wearing clothes around the house. <laughs> Sounds like a, a weird, like, alpha male thing. Like, yeah, I don't wear a shirt. Cause, but, like, when I, you know, I feel, like, super good. Like, man, I've busted my ass on this body. Uh, I'm going to just walk around without a shirt. I'm going to re- tan. That's decent reasoning, though. That's I understand that. But, like, Craig T. Nelson has no reason <laughs> to take his shirt off. There's nothing there to, you know, like, drink it in, man. It's just, yeah, right. So, I, I'm yeah. going to, fuck it. I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start wearing less clothes. Very Al Bundy-esque body. Um, <laughs> per- perfect analogy. They yeah. have the exact same body body type. And but hairline. sidebar, Ed O'Neill can kick your fucking ass because he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. But I want to talk a little bit about something that this movie does that I feel like the first movie does okay, and we talked about it when we did our podcast. This movie, man, I don't know if it just hit at a perfect time for me, but in the first movie... Carol Ann loses her pet bird, and that's a tough sequence to deal with. This movie, right off the bat, I mean, we're not, we're not waiting. You're just, you're gonna meet the grandma, and she's wonderful, and she's a great person, and then she fucking dies, and uh, it handles like the the initial grief fairly well. Like that happened to tell your children. Something bad has happened. Even though Carol Ann is like, she's in the know. You know, she knows because of the phone call and all that stuff. But it handles it respectfully. I feel like it handles it pretty, like, true to form. And it still kind of has that, like, suburban, um, nice feel that the first movie has. It just feels real. That that sequence to me feels real, and it's very heavy. Uh, they handle it too too well. To, to the point where I remember when I was watching it 
And uh, I said, uh, like, oh, this movie's going to be on the blacklist one day because this is not going to be something I'm going to be able to handle. Uh, even now, even though I don't have a comparison for a for the mom figure, but just mm-hmm. a parental figure. But even just when uh, uh, Joe Beth Williams is having her flashback of like taking a plant mm-hmm. out with her mom, where to put it, and now she's in. Now that the complete roles have been reversed, and she's the mom, and there comes her girls. I was like, oh, this is not going to work for me in a couple <laughs> of years, probably. Right. Like this, <laughs> I'm gonna. I got to enjoy Poltergeist too now because there will be a point where I'm like, oh, I'm not watching that shit ever again. Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. I don't want to do that to myself. Uh, but speaking of Joe Beth Williams, totally rocking 1986 hair. Yeah. F- full force in this movie. And I think it takes her down, for me, takes her down the hotness scale from, I think she's like a good 9 in the first movie. I'll take her down to a 7.5. Too big? Hair's too big for you or what? Yeah, it, it makes her seem much older than, than she is. Gotcha, gotcha. Starts to seem like an old lady hairdo. Uh, yeah, something about it. I'm like, man, she just looks so much younger and better with her hair and how she looked in the first movie. And I know there's not that many years difference between one and two, but I was like, I am not digging the hair on Joe Beth Williams in this movie. And then you got the, I mean, you even got the bath scene in this movie, but, uh, which is kind of weird. That is super weird. Even watching, I'm like, um, there's definitely... There should be a cutoff point when you're taking a bath with your child, same sex or not. And I don't know of any time that uh, that's happened around here where uh, taking a shower or bath with the parent. Like, got to be another thing of of the 80s, I guess. I don't know. Well, okay. Uh, I'll out myself. I used to take baths with Tyson when he was like three you know that, what I mean? Okay. When there's Three, four, still... he'd be like, "Yeah, he'd be like, hey, you want to? Okay, like, yeah, that's... take a bath. Like, yeah. that's that's probably the limit. And that's and where I would say like that's tons of Carol bubbles is. and yeah, that's where Carol Ann was in the first movie. Not this one. This one, she's past that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so yeah, there's a cutoff because then it becomes creepy, like pedo behavior. Even but if it's, like, even if there's nothing ill intention about it exactly it just seems yeah and to film it is yeah yeah it seems bad and it can be definitely taken out of context as bad but the realest thing in this movie and it's something we brought up on our first take of trying this that just hit me perfectly i'm like this is the most realistic thing in this entire film is we get the freelings arguing with each other a little bit, but mainly they're both pissed at the same reason that their insurance company is not willing to pay out on their house because <laughs> they're claiming, well, the house, it covers if the house is destroyed. Your house is missing. No, no. <laughs> which, that's not um, how this works. Which, again, a moment where I had to pause the movie, look at the way and be like, that's the realest shit I think I've ever heard because that's exactly what, the, what an insurance company would be trying to pull if that shit happened to any one of us, like, uh, well, it's, well, it didn't, there's not really any, like, natural disasters, like, this is, it's just, it's not, it's missing, man, we can't pay, we can't pay you out for that, that's just, it's not, it's not the same. That's, dude, so, a little real life, uh, context to that. That is real um, life shit. When, when I lived, uh, at my, in my old hometown of, uh, 
Villisca, Iowa, the most haunted town in Iowa. Um, I live the short list. Yeah, the the or the most haunted town in the United States. It's I the guess. most like haunted town in Villisca. <laughs> yeah, that's haunted bullshit. But either way, um, my house was near the river, and there was one year before Megan and I had gotten together. I had a small flood, like like we had a big rain, and then I got some water in my basement, maybe like four five inches. It was bad, but it wasn't like fucking pack up and move it was like it's not how floods are today yeah it was like sump pump it out you know dry it all out bleach everything and uh but it sucked and so i had to contact my insurance and they came out and like took pictures of the damage and all that stuff and they said well uh realistically you should have flood insurance but you they had like a map they're like you do not live on a flood plane so you are not eligible for flood insurance. Um, and so I couldn't get flood insurance. Fast forward a year, Megan and I are together. Um, we get another really, really bad storm. And I get like four and a half feet of water in my basement. And they go, that's a you problem, <laughs> you know. And uh, luckily, it was su- such a bad storm that like FEMA came like FEMA came to like all the houses on my block with like a clipboard and a digital camera and we're like whoa that's a lot of water here's a check for ten thousand dollars like they hooked me up my insurance fucking did not but FEMA fucking helped me out so uh yeah fuck insurance I just wanted to go on that little (laughs) fuck fuck it all the way in the ass yeah it's bullshit 100 percent and yeah that's the that was the realest part of this whole movie was like oh and it just even though it's a, it's a fictional film, I'm like, oh, that just I could feel my blood pressure yeah. going up. The blood is boiling, that. like your face is getting red. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can feel it in my face. I can feel it in my arms, man. Like these sons of bitches. Like yeah, like I need a face to punch. You just want to <laughs> disembowel them with a wooden cooking spoon. <laughs> That's uh, oddly specific. I thought you were gonna say the most realistic thing in this film was the Native American. Um, I don't. Know I believe why. that true as well. I mean, yeah, we can't have you can't have Native Americans in a film without having a little bit of mysticism uh, oh, behind yeah. them. I, I mean, in any movie, I mean, name oh, yeah. a single film that has the Na- Native Americans in it or portrayed in it that don't have some level of mysticism. Shit, Ernest goes to camp has that shit. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know what that is, but I mean, I don't mind it. I I totally believe it. I feel like every Native American has some. Has some mystic elements to them, like they're just in touch with that shit. We're yeah, fat headed land. We're fat headed, dumb white Americans. We don't know shit. Yeah, and this movie does a f- a fairly good job of. Taylor's awesome. Uh, yeah, Taylor's the man, and I I do enjoy the uh, the sick car through line. Oh, it's not happy. <laughs> yeah, your car's <laughs> not car's, happy. It's a sick that car's car. pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor's a good character. Um and then the whole thing with like teaching Robbie how to be a man and all of that stuff. Very, very fun. Uh, innocent. I feel like could be misconstrued as offensive nowadays for soft ass people. But you know what I mean? Like it's maybe just the mystic element. But I, I yeah. mean, other than that, he's not really he's not really doing anything that's way in the stereotype realm. I can't remember like, if he's not a, he's not a drinker. Or, or, yeah, no, he drinker. doesn't doesn't at all because uh, 
Craig T. Craig Nelson, T. Nelson offers, offers him the alcohol. Yeah, yeah okay. tequila. And he's, Craig T. Nelson just polishes off a bottle of tequila, which I don't know how the hell he's even standing still. Tequila. Like a man. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> I yeah, everyone's got one tequila story where they're like, "That's it for me," and yeah, <laughs> I have mine, and uh, hopefully this is the same for Craig T. Nelson's character. <laughs> this is what <laughs> swears him off tequila. I've never had tequila where the worm is in it, and I do not give a shit how much <laughs> razzing I've got. I will get. I'm not eating a fucking worm. Chicken. Pay me like you do on the YouTube channel, the live streams, and I'll probably do about anything. But not right. If you're good at something, never do it for free. <laughs> That's true. And I can definitely eat some shit. Yes, yes. We have, we can, we will, we do. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yes, uh, the oldest sibling of the family, not in this movie because she has passed away by this point. Mm-hmm. She's and gone. And they don't really mention anything of her. Not that I caught or have recaught that they ever explain really what is going on there. But yeah, she's just, she's just gone. We just have Robbie lives now. With her, lives with her boyfriend that she hung out with at the hotel or whatever. But who knows? I, I didn't catch it either. And I, you know, I'm fully transparent. I've maybe seen this movie. Handful three, of times. Three times in my entire life. And we're talking one when I was like nine or ten. But this movie does, it does, or at least for me, have, this is the one that I always... It has all the the points to it that I remember, like between one and two, because three is, of course, the one we both actually watch more often for our own reasons. Mm -hmm. But if I was, if you were to like name some stuff from Poltergeist, what comes to mind is literally cane, Mm -hmm. braces, clown, Mm -hmm. yeah, tequila, uh, vomit, midget. (laughs) All that comes to my mind. Vern Troyer. <laughs> I don't know if it really is Vern Troyer. I'm just no. That that's actually one of those actors that uh, is like a war vet that lost both of his legs. Oh damn! So one of those guys that is like you'd like take my legs. Fuck it, I'll make a career out of it. Mm-hmm. You'd be a good uh, victim all the time in movies. And what a bizarre thing that sequence is. As we get it, it Craig is. T. Nelson. Drinking his tequila, he eats the worm, which is possessed with the whatever of Cain. The essence of Cain. So, so Craig D. Nelson becomes Cain for a hot minute. He's singing like him, talking like him, mm-hmm. and he's trying to like stir some shit with Joe Beth Williams. Oh, that's character. a really creepy sequence, dude. It is, but it doesn't really go anywhere either. Like, no, it ends too quickly. Yeah. Yeah, like the attempts. I got needs. Mm, the rape, yeah. Tries rape at the same time while he's saying like, "You never really wanted Caroline, didn't right? And like, you didn't want her. I don't want her. She's a, she's a, she she's unwanted, isn't she? Now give it to me." Yeah, it's it's a very like, it's a creepy scene. It's bothersome. Like, and yeah, we're we're right there on the edge of like. I'm hovering. Are we, are we cro- crossing into uh, I spit on your grave territory yeah, here with like, a possessed ghost rape? If this is new to me, I'm hovering over the fast forward button. I'm like, eh. not mm-hmm. you know, like to skip a chapter, but definitely go two times the speed for a few seconds. Yeah, just in case. But it, if it, a kid walks through, it luckily stops. And I guess the continuing theme of that scene in the movie is uh, family 
togetherness overpowers all because Joe Beth just keeps repeating that she loves him and it makes him puke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's some fucking Freddy's revenge shit right there. Like, love oh, yeah, conquers yeah. all. Works for I, Nightmare on Elm Street too. I guess it works for this. I mean, that's a year before this movie, so they took mm-hmm. they took Elm Street 2's theme. They're like, let's let's just use that. It worked. I you know, I'm not a fan of that type of vanquishing, but what can you do? Uh, you just not a fan of the roll yeah, with the, punches. the van- vanquishing is weird. But all right, what about some of the effects? Like, of course, this this legless actor who mm-hmm. materializes from the the worm. Uh, of course, it, it looks great for the time it looks a little bit you can tell it's dated with how the how his throwing up scene looks now but I mean the end result looks pretty good I'm torn on the braces sequence uh it looks good the only the spot that I keep looking at that totally looks like some shit we would think of is like the overhead shot when it's wrapping around him and you can totally just see they just spray painted some silver (laughs) into his hair yeah (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not sure I'm not sure if brace wire is is conductive or not. Who knows? Uh they I never had braces. That's for sure. Yeah. Did you ever Me have braces? Neither. No, no, hell no. Nope. <laughs> Keep my nope. crooked ass teeth. Anyone out there, let us know if you've had bra- if you've had braces. Can are they conductive? <laughs> yeah, can you I think there's something in the deal with that of like if you uh, like up to a certain point if you had like bite down on like a uh, foil. Oof, like or yeah. uh, no, it, not 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 uh, braces. Um, like them old school fillings. Oh okay. Like if you'd bite, I'm totally taking this from uh, a movie. Josh, the movie called Josh and Sam. Like where one brother convinces another brother he's a robot or he's a cyborg. And like, mm-hmm. how can you tell? Like bite this foil down. He bites it. Does it hurt? Ah! And some old lady later is like, that's because you got them fillings. Fillings will hurt. And you bite bite down on foil like that. Hmm. Some I, Josh I and know. Sam logic for you. There you go. That's a deep cut that even I don't know. But uh, I like the effects in this movie. I only know that because it was previewed uh, all the time in like 1991, 92 TV. So. Gotcha. But uh, the effects, no, yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of them. And I, like I said, I'd kind of forgotten all of them. And then rewatching, I'm like, damn, some of this stuff is, is spot on. But... It's the stuff that doesn't need effects. Again, Kane. Like, that is so... It's just, like, ingrained in my brain. That look Little obviously old. was because he was dying, but, like, he's it's terrifying. The skin stretching over the bone. and He's a little unsolved mysteries when a person at the mall walks through him. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, looks 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 some unsolved mysteries level production there, but, I mean, it's still fine. Yeah. It was the '80s, man. What are you gonna do? They, they, they Nothing. did what look they at, could with. I look at it yeah. with the critical eye of 2023. That's what I do. God damn it! Right. <laughs> you know, so, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, but for the most part, I think everything ages fairly well. My my biggest gripe is that whole end sequence, the floating and the. Uh, I mean, it's just it's like I I told you before. In my opinion, it's very like Superman three or four. Like it's. Yeah, it's, let's uh, canon. Let's go. We have no money. <laughs> yeah, let's go into this. So, Reverend Kane is after Carol Ann because she has or is the light. 
or I is guess. pulling like his because he has all his followers that he in the 1800s Reverend Kane took a bunch of people underground underneath the Freeling's house deep underground because the apocalypse is coming stay down here so we'll survive it of course like every doomsday prophecist <laughs> shit comes and goes nothing happens he won't let them leave they all die down there including him mm-hmm. so I'm not sure how this is supposed to tie into the first movie if it was the cemetery being the whole backstory of the cemetery, or was it actually Kane and all them in the first movie? They kind of do a lot of revamping and partially like kind of re like super soft reboot. Like, yeah, that first movie happened, but yeah, not so much happened. Yeah, maybe a little bit of this is uh, different. And, yeah, yeah, enough happened to where Tangina keeps like an excavation crew at the house to dig <laughs> under where the pool was gonna be. And that's where they find this massive uh, grave. Cavern, yeah. yeah the, this, gra- the grave, yeah. That shit goes so deep, too. I am not crawling that far down underneath. <laughs> and there's, where's this light? And again, always, my biggest bitch is, where's this light coming from down there? There's no light sources down there. How are they seeing anything? Anything at all. Who knows? <laughs> but the Freelings all go back to this place. They crawl down under there. They find the mass grave with the corpse of Reverend Kane, And then they're just... All of a sudden, they're flying through the air, and they're separated. And mm. it's kind of morbid a little bit to watch Carol Ann be separated, and her her face kind of goes from normal to looking like super decayed in like three to five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like she's aging out and dying, and I'm like, that doesn't, I don't like that now. <laughs> That's bothering me. <laughs> That does, yeah. That that did not age well. A few years from this, not to mention way at way in the head in the future now. And Taylor, who has been with the family for a while, at some point said, "I'm out. You all take care. Uh, you got this." <laughs> we smash cut back to him at a fire, which he was at the beginning of the movie for reasons with yeah. another Native American guy. I'm not sure why, but he's back at this fire. And literally is handing a spear to Craig T. Nelson through the fire. He's to, master splintering it, yeah. Like. Yeah, to throw at this Hellraiser two to three level pillar that's rotating to kill Reverend Kane and I don't know, maybe just break the hold and put him back in real reality? I don't I don't know. I, I guess, but they, they but Caroline gets separated in the further and she's spinning away like, "Oh, we've lost her." And the spirit of grandma brings her back, sends her back to the freelings. So we get I've the, crossed over, sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crossed over. But she <sighs> couldn't go without telling them how sorry she was for all the things she's done. Uh, so they get reunited. They all come back, and Taylor takes their car and <laughs> leaves them stranded. So now they're homeless, carless, <laughs> and grandmaless. And their and their daughter is uh, missing. <laughs> they have a missing daughter, but Tangina was there. So yeah, yeah. You know, when uh, it's kind of like the end of Jason Goes to Hell when they after they kill Jason and they're walking off and they've got the dog and they don't have the baby like where's the, where the fuck's the baby no, no bullshit 
seeing that for the very first time, like I saw that with my sister and one of her friends, and they're like, "Did they leave the baby there <laughs> at the Voorhees?" House? Yeah, you can totally yeah. kind of almost see like, oh yeah, she's and, definitely and, carrying it, but it yeah. doesn't look like it really. No, it doesn't. You totally kind of bypass that, which is totally something I'm going to bring up when we get to the part three of this franchise on something mm. that just just fucking disappears, and I didn't realize it until literally rewatching it. I'm like. Somebody's not here that should be here. <laughs> what the hell's going on? That way they uh, were just here. I I don't know. But, uh, you know, this movie for me, like I said, my only my like third, maybe fourth if I'm being generous, viewing of this movie. And I've heard this is like the popular one of the series. Which blows my mind because I, like, I, I talked about it two weeks ago, like, what it is about the first one that maybe doesn't make it be in my wheelhouse. This movie steps those things up and does kind of give us those things that we put in our wheelhouse, like a villain. Um, and just, it's it seems Bitchin more... soundtrack. We get the... Yeah, it's more hip. It's a little the, more hip. I figured you'd love the soundtrack for the last two movies because they are heavy, breathy, la-la uh, theme mm-hmm. music. Yeah. But... Then we get that awesome other soundtrack that you thought was mildly offensive the first time I tried to do that. He da who he ha who the the ha soundtrack for guys too. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I I when I saw that sequence, I thought it was like a Native American chant. But I I understand what you had said. I like, don't hear Native American. I don't hear the the racist hey ho or you hey ho or you. I gotcha. totally just hear like. Spooky Battle chanting. Music. <laughs> yeah, it's a spooky chanting with a '80s beat to it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If Maybe if it was it Taylor, doesn't, it doesn't offend me. If so. it was Taylor floating in that sequence and that was playing, maybe I would make that assumption. But it's totally just—it's when the Freelings are going to the other side. They just start. They just pipe in this. I'm like, that's a cool jam. I want that. <laughs> it's yeah. Like your I've car neglect- horn. I, yeah, I need it as a car horn. I need to try to find it. I don't know what the fuck to search, but I love it as a ringtone. Like, I don't know about this is waking important. Up to I got to take this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Business. Business calls. Excuse me for a minute. <laughs> oh fuck! Something's yeah. coming from the other side. No, oh, no, no. That's just no, my buddy calling me. Deny the call. Oh, yeah. scam caller. Yeah, it's fine. False alarm. It is. It, it like yeah. Reverend Kane as a uh, uh, we'd like to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> you need insurance because you're gonna die in there. <laughs> you're gonna die in that car. Uh, it's which, a sick car. I don't. <laughs> which I cannot confirm this, but I totally think it has to be the influence. But uh, my wrestling connection is uh, when Bray Wyatt brought in the Fiend character. His kind of mm. tagline was "Let me in." And that's mm. literally the shit that Kane is saying at the at the screen door to to Craig T. Nelson is let me in. So I'm like, that's got to be the influence there. Probably gotta be what the influence is. But uh, Bray Wyatt is a big horror fan, obviously. Absolutely, shit. Yeah. Uh, Tom Savini designed the mask for the Fiend. Yeah. So yeah, Which he's is- he's got the horror cred. So it's, it's got to be where gotta be where that came from and again pointing out just exactly how not really threatening Kane is is he's held off by a screen door Mm -hmm. 
Craig which, T. Nelson's uh, screen door is stopping impending doom from Reverend Kane. That's all it takes. I don't know if anybody listening grew up with one of those old school screen doors, but they're <laughs> literally held closed by like a little eye screw and a hook. Like any child they, could completely maul a screen door. Oh yeah, you don't even have to be running at full speed. No, you could just <laughs> turn into it and it'll look like it just crumples underneath you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, that's why they stopped having those is because a breeze could just disintegrate it. You know, the, especially like once they start getting like uh, the wood starts getting the Splintered. elements like, waterlogged and yeah, like just if you don't have it sealed right. Yeah, I I I couldn't tell you how many family members had a screen door like that that just. It does put off that vibe. I fucking love in Seinfeld when Kramer puts a screen door on his apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like just sitting out in front of it making tea and lemonade. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about a screen door that makes you want to just have it open, but it, it does. Mm-hmm. But that's all that's stopping Reverend Kane in this movie. So physically not imposing in the slightest. But again, all the guy has to do is just look at you, threaten you, or just sing because... He's not threatening technically, and if you look at it at all, to Carol Ann when he first sees her. He's yeah. just he's like, what if I sing you a song till your mama comes back? And I, I, that I still remember vividly of being like, I never want to get lost in the mall with my mom or dad because <laughs> I don't want Reverend Kane to keep me company until they come back. Right. I don't <laughs> like want to be, old, I don't want to be standing there. pedophile. Yeah. Early thoughts be silent now. <laughs> Offer you like a now and later that's <laughs> like been in this wallet for seven years, an old crunchy piece of chewy candy. I, I, him singing that song, I'm to me is that is 1986's version of Tiny Tim and in, Insidious nowadays mm, gotcha like it's yeah. not an imposing song like it's i guess it's a religious song but ugh. yeah is it like, just, again it's it the just, atmosphere it's the, the tone of him yeah he's he's the shit so we he's our he's our main villain we get him in the next movie sort of not quite as not quite yeah. as good only by comparison but i mean he's so good in this that I think it carries over to the next movie. So even when he's not, it's technically the same character, but but when it's even when it's played by a different guy with a slightly different look, it still carries a decent amount of weight just from what is done here. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing too about three, which we'll get like super more in depth in a couple of weeks, but like they, they do a very good job of showing him through reflections. I mean, there's a couple of times when he's on screen a little too. Much clear. a little, a little too clear, yeah, a little too well lit or whatever. But for the most part, they keep him in the background or keep him obscured by something, uh, you know, make it distorted, and that really works. So it does. Um, but I think totally the all the work done here carries yeah. weight there, which does that's not exactly what does it because he it has d- this is where he has the most personality is in this one. That shit doesn't work on other characters like. I don't feel that from one Jason to the next. Like, I don't feel the presence of three watching four. I don't feel Mm -mm. four watching five or five watching six. Exactly. They're completely, they're different actors, completely different vibes, everything. Nothing carries over about it. 
to me. Mm-hmm. Until you get to, oddly enough, Kane Hodder. He can do that a little bit. But none of no characters are able to bring over that level of menace to another film that they're not in. Someone else is completely playing the character. Mm-hmm. But it, the only weight it has is from what happened previously here. This is an excellent movie villain. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fantastic and so the, with that being said, we I know we've talked on the live stream and stuff in the past about the Exorcist. How if we could own the prop of the rotating head Reagan, we would, but we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Do you feel the same way about Reverend Kane? Like if we were able to like, oh we've got the we've got the mask set up, like let's say our boy Patrick Hart who have made like the Freddy head that sits on my desk that is pretty spot on accurate looking Fred head. If he's like, I got Reverend Kane now and it looks just like Poltergeist too. Like you couldn't tell the difference by looking at it real quick. Would you own a Reverend Kane? Let's just say head or let's just say an upper torso uh, Mm. maquette. Uh, Probably not. (laughs) Really? I, I did. If if the eyes are done right, I don't want no part no, of that. Eyes are done right, teeth are done. Big, toothy grin. Like how he looks in the flashbacks when Joe Beth Williams is looking at the card and is seeing the past of him. Like how he looks there. Like a little, like super sweaty and got like some mud and shit on his head. Like just like that. Nope. I don't want to. It's because it's something, like I said, when I look at him, I'm not like physically threatened. But there's something inside of me that, like, I, I don't know, like, run. I, yeah, I'm gonna get goosebumps. I'm gonna s- sweat. I'm gonna be shaky. It's his eyes. There's something in his eyes that is so, like, means you harm. Like, it's so threatening. I don't want that. I don't want to like catch eyes with that. And that was the same thing with my Exorcist poster when I was, <laughs> you know, had my own house. Like, it's the eyes of. Reagan that they seemed to kind of follow me wherever I went in my living room and then if I locked eyes with it I would immediately get I got goosebumps right now just get the goosebumps and be like oh and then want to turn a light on and I don't think I could if I had like a bust of Reverend Kane he would be facing the wall you know <laughs> he'd be like uh, in Lost Boys when I had that fucking beaver or whatever your history buddy <laughs> oh I thought you're gonna Blair Witch him and just have him in the corner facing I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to Patrick because if he'll make me a bust of Reverend Kane, I'm just gonna put him outside your window so like you see that, <laughs> just in slight shadow, him just lightning storm lights him. Up. <laughs> Let me in. Not a chance. You're floating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want no part of that, dude. Just pipe the music in a little bit, and you're just sitting there, and storm cracks, and you just. God is in his holy temple. Nope. I'm going to the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't want any part of it. Which is weird because this movie has so many things like that that really bother me to the core. But overall, I don't like this movie as much as I like one or three or even the remake. Like, I'm in the absolute minority with... I still the horror fandom because I love that remake. I still haven't gotten to the remake. I've I have it now. I've acquired it for just this reason, covering it on the on the, the franchise on this podcast. But I've not watched it yet because I wanted to keep it separate in my mind when I get to it. 
as opposed to having one, two, and three lined up, which, mm-hmm. yeah, three will be interesting because it's the odd duck that both of us dig, and rewatching it, I could definitely see a little bit of my biodomeness showing up there. Not a lot, gotcha. but just just a little bit. But yeah, rewatching, I'm like, yeah, this I like to. Like I said earlier, it's gonna have an expiration date on it at some point, <laughs> where it's not gonna be watched ever again. Yeah, which kind of sucks because it's all right. I didn't, I didn't jump on getting the Shout Factory editions. I literally have a two and three on the same disc Ditto. set. Uh, but I definitely feel like I should have gotten those separate ones after rewatching it. When those came out, I was not in poltergeist mode of rewatching them, and like I got to get these Shout Factories now. I totally think they're out of print, but. Well, uh, dude, you never know. You might find them somewhere dirt I just, cheap. Just might now that I'm now that I'd be looking for them. But I did see, I did find some people that uploaded some of the bonus stuff on YouTube, and they did cover some interesting bits. Of course, they interview Robbie on there, and got some good stuff, killer artwork, and definitely mm-hmm. after rewatching it, doing this, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't mind owning those now. Yeah. Uh, sidebar to that, like the Sleepaway Camp Blu-rays from Scream Factory had uh, went out of print again and uh, no back oh like, back, way back, back when a okay. few, few years ago they went out of print and uh, I had went to a place called CD Trade Post and I was looking for a copy of Grand Theft Auto 5 I was going to buy a used copy of Grand Theft Auto 5 yeah uh, and they didn't have it but they had Sleepaway Camp 1, 2, and 3 on Blu-ray with the slip covers someone oh, had brought brought them in they were five ninety nine a piece <gasps> and I and I had store credit, so I didn't spend a penny. Uh, and uh-huh. two and three, at that point when I bought those, were out of print and selling for like 150 on Amazon Nuts. a piece. And I'm like, score, somebody absolutely did not know what they had. So you never know, dude. Uh, you, you just might come across those poltergeist uh, shout factories and be they be dirt fucking cheap. I'm going to look right now just to see. <laughs> Uh, shit, the Poltergeist 2 and 3 double pack that I have is currently going for 25 bucks. Damn. Which is not what I paid at all for. <laughs> I think I paid Right, it's like a $5 bin movie, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't have a price for 2. Poltergeist 3, the edition, is a $52 right Oof, now. So not happening. Not having it, but I mean that's not too fucking far off from new Blu-rays anyway, right now. Yeah, that's not like no two hundred dollar bullshit. Okay, so if I wanted to get Poltergeist Two Blue, not like direct Prime, but through a used seller, uh, both are one is one hundred and fifteen dollars, oh. and the other one sits at a whopping one hundred and eighteen dollars. So I too don't, rich for my blood. I don't picture that happening anytime. Soon. <laughs> you never know. By pure happenstance, if I find it, yeah, at the stock, sure. So, mm-hmm. so in this order, since we've only we've got four, and we'll try this, see if this sticks. We've not done it for any other franchises, so let's change it, change it up for this one. For ranking this series, so far, are you in the same boat I am of one and two, or in that order, one then two, of what we've covered so far? If you have oh, put yeah, these yeah. two in an order. One yeah, two. one is one is better um, all around, even though two gets it right with giving us a villain. Do you think so, if Spielberg or Hooper 
were involved in this, it would have put it back in that part one spot for you. Do you think that's? Do you think that's the missing element that would sway it? Because on paper, everything about it does fit the wheelhouse of what you wanted from the end of the first one. Like, mm-hmm. if it just had this, this, and this, and this, excellent. Now yeah. we've got pretty much those things, but it doesn't hit the same mark. Is, well, that, the, I mean, is that the missing key element? Is the imagine, director or directors the missing element? I think so. Imagine, <clears throat> Imagine having the guy who's responsible for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre giving us Reverend Kane. You, you know, like, I feel like it might have, we might have gotten a little bit more. He would have probably gotten a little bit more mileage out of Reverend Kane and uh, made that a little bit more centric because, I mean, he is our main villain, but he doesn't have a lot of scenes in this movie. Like, I mean, technically, like, the Freddy only has, what, eight minutes of screen time? Yeah, that's, that's true. But it, so who is your main... Because I feel it's Joe Beth Williams is, is, is your main character in part two. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, she definitely takes over because it's her mother who passes away, and it's... Yeah, it's, it's her... It's more so her story. Yeah. So I, I guess Craig T. Nelson is the first movie? To me, it's Robbie. I mean, to me, it's Robbie. Really? You think Robbie's the central focus of the first movie? Well, at least, I mean, when we we covered it a couple weeks ago, I said, you know, he really gets, like, the brunt of all the scares and stuff because Carol Ann's already in Uh, further or whatever, so. If someone was just like, whose story is part one? Who do you say? Robbie. (laughs) Or I guess it's it's Carol Ann's story. Because all that stuff happens to her. Yeah, but I mean, I can't say it. I can't say in any of the movies it's Caroline. Because at some point, she in the first one, she completely is disappeared, absent. Yeah. Yeah, in the second movie, I don't feel she has as much to do. That's probably the most she has to do. And in the third one, she disappears at some point as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel well, Caroline has. I a mean, point. we'll get to that in two weeks. But yeah. well, yeah, we'll delve yeah. more into that, but. It you just on disappear. the <laughs> just on the surface level, <laughs> none of the three movies are really her story. I feel well, that, part two is that's... totally Joe Beth Williams' story. I'm not sure. I guess who I'd put the story is behind in the first one. If I had to pick a character, maybe you just kind of hit the nail on the head with why these movies don't get like our, um, you know, they're not in our wheelhouse regularly is because it's kind of when you have a movie where it's muddy like that like who is my protagonist who's my antagonist uh it's it's a little harder to like you know vibe with it and want to watch it all the time i don't know like we like a clear-cut villain we like a clear-cut uh this is happening to this person they're gonna either they're gonna come out on top or they're gonna get iced type of uh, story structure not to say that there's anything wrong with the other types of story structures but those typically are our like go-to's all the time we're gonna have a a heavy we're gonna have a hero we're gonna have a supporting cast that is is likable but gets you know bumped off type of that's just our but it's weird i feel like this movie does have that i mean when even if you look at Taylor, like this could be a Taylor versus Kane mm-hmm. kind of movie. So uh, this is. But we it's, don't get enough of Taylor for that. True, 
Maybe so. it's just that. It's it's an anomaly. <laughs> it truly mm-hmm. is an anomaly. I'm like, yeah, it's got everything I want, but yeah, not enough I'm, of it. I guess, but I didn't look at the runtime. It feels like about the same runtime. Like I don't yeah, feel is- like. I don't feel like it's slower or faster than the previous movie. I feel they're just on on par to be the same pace. So I don't feel that difference. It's just weird. I don't know. We're just we're just splitting up uh you know 20 minute increments with each character and not really like specifically putting our feet in the sand and saying this is our lead. This is their story. Of course, we have scenes with other people, but we will be right back to our regularly scheduled program of such and such a story. You know what I mean? Like, so mm. it's it's a little tough. Yeah, it is tough. And if we're flip floppy on the fence, maybe maybe what we need to solve this mystery is to look at some folks who definitely have an opinion <laughs> on if they like or dislike this film in a real concrete method. So maybe we should just. Cut the bullshit and check out some Amazon one-star reviews. Hey, the DWH, July 29th, 2022. He says, Polter what? <laughs> One what? star, by the way. Polter what? what? Last half of this film on this DVD, the picture is horrendous. <laughs> Don't waste your money. I guess he doesn't like the other side. Mm-mm. Me neither. I'm right there with you. MCB6. November 6, 2021. One star. Awful film. <laughs> Delivery okay. <laughs> film is the weakest of the three. Hmm. I'll, Aspects. Aspects. I, I'll jump off that bridge when I get all four movies under my belt. I'll, I'll 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 rank these these poltergeists, but uh, we'll see if it falls into the dead last of the three when we get there. My Cook, mind. September twenty six, twenty fifteen, one star. This not receive it. <laughs> That's a foreign one. No, this is in the United States. This oh. not to receive it. All right. Where is it? What is it? <laughs> what is it? Olaf Schlippakasi Jr. <laughs> <laughs> You're making that up. That ain't real. Olaf, I'll, I'll spell this last name. S-C-H-I-A-P-P-A-C-A-S-S-E Jr. <laughs> There's more than one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Olaf Shipakasi Sr. here. <laughs> but no, Olaf Shipakasi Jr. on February 20th, 2015 says one star. Terrible. I'm with you. His dad probably showed it to him. <laughs> Maybe dad can give us more more intel. But he isn't on here. John Brassy, though, on December 5th, 2016, says one star. A real tearjerker. Hmm. The scariest feature of this poorly written, disjointed script was its idiotic attempt at a heartwarming conclusion. So, <laughs> he dislikes the family element. Family power can destroy any evil. Yarg. Yeah. <laughs> Brandy D. McDaniel. That's a lot of D's in that name. That, that is. I feel like that's a <laughs> character in Joe Dirt. <laughs> Brandy D. McDaniel. 
live at a trailer park. On June 10th, 2015, one star. Not a very good movie. Poltergeist 1 and 3 are way better. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's a, I'm not, I don't want to say it's a bad movie, because it's not. It's just no. got things in it that I don't like. But a lot of things that I really do like, so... Yeah, I and mean, the things I don't like, I don't even know how to describe them. Like, exactly. Do you like that? Like, works... Do you like that? Yeah. Do you want to watch that again? Maybe at some point. Yeah, not again, though. Not not for a while. It does not break Baby Driver rules. Not a lot of movies do, man. Not many do, but I, I think it's important to point out when they do. Mm-hmm. So Donna Luke's April 29th, 2019, one star. Have no clue. Didn't order it. <laughs> it just showed up. I did not order this movie, can't rate it due to the fact I haven't seen it. But you just fucking did, Donna. Yeah. You just <laughs> did. Oh, uh, that's ridiculous. Donna, you fucked up. <laughs> S. She-Rock. February 8, 2014. One star. Don't buy Region 2. What a rook rookie mistake. Someone yeah. should have posted what Region 2 meant. I'm now stuck with a DVD I can't watch. Is this returnable? No. You just have to live with it. You just own no. it now. No. Uh, yeah. At most, maybe you could sell it to somebody that buys DVDs and whatnot and not tell them it's Region 2, and then it's their problem. Mm-hmm. It's like making someone watch The Ring. <laughs> <laughs> just like buying a Region 2 locked Blu-ray. <laughs> That's your problem now. No. I'm free of it. <laughs> <laughs> He just showed up on our porch one day. Now he's your problem. <laughs> uh, pie whack it. Nice. September 25th, 2018. One star. Blah. The sound was so bad, even with headphones on, I could barely hear it. Watched about 15 minutes that I will never get back. Gave up after 15, 15 minutes? minutes? Man, that's even... like... Do we even get to Kane in 15 minutes? I don't think no, we get. Think to, we so. do not get to Kane in 15 mm -mm. minutes. I feel if you got to Kane, man, if you got to Kane from Jump Street, you would be hooked. Mm -hmm. Like if man, what if we did that? We recut this thing. You start with that shot, that shit from the 1800s. What if we did that, man? We just recut this movie. Would that make it better if we just we more focus entirely on Kane? Like we the whole first like quarter of the movie is the 1800s stuff. Then we jump forward to, like, Tangina unearthing this stuff under the pool. Then mm -hmm. we go to the Freelings. Then have Kane catch up with the Freelings. Then the Freelings come back. Have the battle with Kane. I'm not sure how to weave Taylor into that, but I feel like I'm onto something here. Yeah, no, you're, you're fixing a structural issue for sure. More Kane, less problems. <laughs> yeah. That's a shirt right there. <laughs> More, <laughs> Where, where's a atomic cotton when you need them? <laughs> we'll put that on our teespring. More cane, less problems. Mm -hmm. Danny, on November 26, 2018, one star does not work in American DVD players. <laughs> Sounds Same like, rookie mistake. I think, I think Danny bought that, bought that, <laughs> that region two lock. Sounds like a Danny problem. <laughs> <laughs> Receive the DVD only to find out it only works in European DVD players. Product did not work on my DVD player, Xbox, or PlayStation. Nope. Way to brag. You got all, both consoles and a DVD player there, Danny. 
Mm-hmm. We know whose uh, IP address we're going to track and yeah, well, who we're going to rob. You're going to afford all these fucking gaming consoles. Maybe you just buy a region-free player. <laughs> you bitch-ass motherfucker. That's well over a grand he spent on gaming consoles. Why don't you just spring for more than a $20 DVD player? Mm-hmm. DVD player even. Not even <laughs> Blu-ray or 4K. What a bitch. You get a DVD player at fucking Dollar General for fucking seven Right? Bucks. I think they give you DVD players just by going into Best Buy nowadays. Right, like, yeah. Please come back. Take a DVD player with you. <laughs> they play movies. <laughs> <laughs> but not Blu-ray, Blu-ray, 4K, or region lock. Yep. Nope. Not at all. A.L. Bertson, September 22nd, 2022, one star. Love the movie, but it wouldn't play. Jesus. <laughs> Kept bouncing off. I bouncing don't, off. I don't know. I like bouncing, I would have got like, oh, it's skipping chapters. Bouncing off. Like it's flying off of the DVD player. <laughs> it's <laughs> like haunted. Or is he like fucking Austin Powers? He's trying to play this shit on, on a, a record, record player. player. He's yeah. Phew. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, in, I'm intrigued. Well, well, you're intrigued. Listen to Laura Mudd on December 28, 2019. One star region region code equals unwatchable. <laughs> you phone some crud or something? Not sure what region two, in quotes, region two means. All I know is I, as I got this as a Christmas gift for my husband, and we can't watch it because of a regional code. Amazon or whoever this came from should put an alert pop up that's that it, that if it says anything about a regional code, it will be unwatchable. Very disappointed. Waste of money, which our family is not exactly rolling in. Oh, so it's it's Amazon's problem that you can't fucking read product description. She even said it had it said region two. <clears throat> I, well, the just Google the term if you don't know. I think it's, it's a wide-ranging problem because we also have Jacqueline DePauli on October 24, 2022. One star. This does not work on a regular DVD machine. <laughs> My machine ain't working. So I have to buy this movie again. What is the reason it will not work for me? <laughs> oh, I have not in my life encountered so many people that have region problem locks they have on to, their poltergeist. I think I, you know, they have to go to the other side. They leave the United States and they can watch it. <laughs> oh, there it that's, is. That's what the tagline means. You have to leave the country in order to enjoy this fine feature film. Mm-hmm. Poltergeist 2, the other side of the states. You can watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, well, we've solved the problem. That's all the one stars. Just a whole lot of people pissed off that they bought a movie they can't watch because they're all region locked, which I, I've had, had that in, I've only had that problem once, once on Amazon that I was, and I was caught unaware of. Was Every it, other you time. You bought it from though. a third party seller and didn't know? No, I don't even think it was third party. I'm pretty sure it was Prime, but I bought a movie called Shoot Fighter that has oh, Bolo, has yep. Bolo Young in it, and um, dude from uh, Cobra Kai. Great movie, but it was region locked, and I, oh, I didn't think it was region locked, so I ended up selling it to Vintage Stock. So it's someone else's problem now, probably Danny's. Right. <laughs> it's Danny's problem now. It's Danny's problem, but I've not really had that happen. Else, I, I, well, I've been also noticed been noticing elsewhere too like as the reason i didn't buy wheels on meals like to buy the 
the Asian copy of it is 16 bucks prime. No problem. Right to you. Going to be region locked, though. But if I wanted to buy mm-hmm. one that play on, play on my American player, I might just have to shell out a bill or two to, to uh, pick up that feature film to play. Yeah, until that box set comes out. And then you can get the... Uh, just buy the individual movie, <laughs> hopefully, instead of buying the two hundred dollar box set or whatever it is. But hopefully, but man, a lot of people not getting what they wanted with the uh, Poltergeist two, man. Yeah, my my thing with that is, like I, you know, I'm it sure was, pe- it's not people- a difficult movie to find, or at least definitely not until the last few years. Like I feel like I could have. Like I could have taken the Big Lebowski challenge. Like I can get you Poltergeist one, two, and three before before three o'clock with nail polish if you want. Yeah, my issue is that there are that many. Like I guess that many people buying Poltergeist two for one, which is uh, it's not. I don't know. To me, again, not a wheelhouse movie, but in all of them, making the rookie mistake of buying region two. It's like it's it seems so astronomical to me that that many people would want that movie and order that region lock like like one dude is selling a region lock this region lock movie and he keeps getting people buying it. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I can't fathom it. I, like his movie oh. like the quality of the movie is top notch, but it's just only if you have a region free player so everyone keeps one starring because they keep buying the wrong region for their player. God damn it. Uh, well, now that we're done with our Amazon one-star reviews, Evil, what does that mean? Uh, the most dreaded part of the whole show for me this particular week. It's time to play the game. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. It's all about the game and how you play it. Please open your hearts and your minds to what I'm saying. He is dangerous. I can see he has a stronghold in this family. Will you have a child turn to these problems and turn to him? Now they don't, they. They don't trust you anymore, but what do you fear? Will you man enough to hold this family together? Now you play it. I totally thought that's where you were going to go. And then you did a quote. Uh, holy fuck. This is the theme song for Boulder Guys 2. And it's time to play the game, Ace of Spades. <laughs> and Triple H. Uh, that's right. It's time to play the game. And if you're new here, welcome. But you're probably scratching your head, asking yourself, what is the game? Well, the game is a deep cut in and of itself where you gotta pick a prop from the movie that we are covering, but it can't be a well-known prop. Uh, I don't know any well-known props from this movie because I am... <laughs> I don't know. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know what the da- a damn one would be either, to be so, honest. So, so just pick something from the movie. Just make pick it weird. Thing. <laughs> make it original. And uh, let us know in the comments on Spotify or Anchor or wherever, or find us on Discord, YouTube, Patreon, any of those places, Facebook, and let us know the prop that you pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, Evil, I th- <laughs> I, th- I went first last week, I remember. Um, so Do I'm going to, th- yeah, so I'm going to throw the ball to you and let you start. I think we both, I think, I think you already, or I think I already know what you're going to pick. <sighs> but, you know, 
We'll see. We'll see. <sighs> see, I because uh, the thing I I, I want I want I feel mm-hmm. is not deep cutish enough. Kane's so hat. I have, yeah, I want Kane's hat. But if I wasn't able to get Kane's hat, that disqualifies me from it. I want some of the fake butterflies that are flying around Taylor. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like the little oh. cuts out of paper, I guess. That's what they probably are. But they I was just like, blow a fan on them. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, I really want something from Kane. I was like, ah. And I thought about just that shot of him with all these. It looked like They look like the, the moths from Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. They're flying around him. I was like, "Give me some of those." I'm like, "Is that that from Poltergeist or Tommy Boy?" Either one. Yeah, take your pick. I I totally thought you were gonna pick the uh, tequila worm. To be honest with you, that's where I, I thought you were gonna go. See, I feel like that and the hat are like, man, that's not that's that's not brand enough for what we little, do. Little low, little low hanging fruit for you. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. I would allow. I think I would allow the hat just because this is our first introduction to Kane. So he he wasn't the villain in the first movie. So it's not like he's Freddy Krueger yet. You know. But what I'm I saying? mean, yeah. But I mean, I don't know what the. I, I need to look what the original cover of Poltergeist Two was. But that Shout Factory Blu-ray, they know where their money is. Like it's a big fucking shot of Kane's head on right. that on that cover art. So like, there's your money shot there. I, I'm gonna look to see what the original poster I look like. But I was curious. I'm curious. I think it's just then. her in front of the TV, and it says Poltergeist Two. Yeah, like, I, think I think it's, it's just the exact same. or her just, sitting. She's sitting holding the stuffed I, animal or something. I think. Uh, I think originally it's just her on the phone. Which that's like my prop is that the toy phone? phone. Oh my gosh. I want the toy phone, and if I couldn't have the toy phone, it is your pro- the original the original poster is, is like it's ninety percent black, but it's just like a spotlight on her on the ground talking on the phone, which that's that's cool stuff too. I liked how they utilize a storm and rain and droplets of water to to show that the phone is ringing in quotes. Mm-hmm. That's that's good shit. Yeah, so I like the phone. And if I had to pick something else, we were already kind of laughing about it. It's a weird sequence. Uh, the braces attack. I would p- maybe want some of the wire from the braces. But I think the phone is. I don't. I don't consider that low hanging fruit. I don't know because it's only in one scene in the movie. Uh, really. So I was thinking of the toys. I would. If I'm taking one of the toys, I can't remember if it's in this one or the or the last one. Uh, that has that little robot. The little robot. I think it's this one. Yeah, I, th- I think it is too. But I mean, I'm like, it's been over a week since I watched both one and two together. Mm-hmm. But man, I used to get those robots as gifts all the time. Oh yeah, the and ones that like walk and walk and blow the little bit of smoke out. And I like yeah. the. I, I'm I'm that weird guy. Like I like that smell of the weird smoke that would blow it's out. Vegetable oil. So many Christmases that I would get that. Like that was the equivalent of the. Uh, the Tiger Electronics game for me, like, you got a bunch of those as, like, I don't know what to get them for a gift, get them this. Like, I would always get that fucking robot. Yeah. At some point, it would quit working because they weren't that, like, well-made. They're, like, they'd last for a while, but not not for too, too long. Definitely not in Mm -hmm. my hands. So I was like, yep, I'm due for a new robot. Give me that shit. Yep. Yeah, vegetable oil, I think, is what makes that smoke. Uh, we had a gonna, train set when I was a kid, and my dad would put vegetable oil in there. I'm going to burn some vegetable oil now and see if it brings back nostalgic memories to me. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is, dude. It, it smokes. Oh. 
Um, I'm going to yeah. be looking into that. So that's my prop. Uh, yeah, I'm going, going with, with that. And going with the phone. If you get a you get a chance to look at that poster, that is that is clever and ballsy at the same time. Like it's the full poster, and it's only, they're only utilizing like one sixteenth of the space, which Damn. is little corner. Like it's an all black poster, and a little t- corner of the right section is there. Caroline is on the phone. Like that's that's doing a lot with a little. Mm-hmm. Like you got a yeah. whole lot of poster. You just Black, nothing. <laughs> There's plenty of room for signatures, but uh, you're not getting Carol Ann's on there. <laughs> and why you got to <laughs> don't bring reality the back in that way? <laughs> I'm I'd rather, sorry. I'd rather bitch about the insurance assholes. <laughs> Maybe oh. you shouldn't have told them the house was missing. Yeah, it just fell into the ground. Like, what the hell phone call would that be like? Like, we don't have the house anymore what happened uh, it collapsed is what i would say <laughs> i just straight up say it collapsed into the ground i don't know whether oh, there's like a, a, like a san andreas fault yeah a sinkhole yeah who knows yeah you see that happen with streets all the time streets just fucking open up like ghostbusters shit <laughs> cars falling in them You're like, there the they fuck? are <laughs> <laughs> they're okay <laughs> See, that would be a great prank and research tool to use is just call an insurance guy and be like, so what would the claims and such be if this was the case? I'm going to totally try to do this. If I can, I'm going to put the wife on this case. Be like, you know anyone that works in insurance? Uh, one, fuck them <laughs> if you do. Two, what would be the protocol for what happens in poltergeist for this for this place? I mean, we know somebody that's a realtor. Maybe I'll try a realtor guy and natural and take that disaster. Route. I don't. <laughs> what? There's nothing natural about what's happening here. I mean, death is natural, but not what happens. We don't know what happens post death. That that is that is the questionable place here. What 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 what? what? I'm just saying wind. It was wind damage. Give me my cut me my check. <laughs> <laughs> I like just the excuse on the phone. Like it was a sinkhole. A sinkhole? Where is the house? Wind, sir. Wind. Yeah, wind and a sinkhole. That's wind pushed a sinkhole into the bottom of the house, and then it in it engulfed itself. Mm-hmm. Ask anybody in the neighborhood. It like made the power flicker. You know, that's even the stranger fire. aspect. Like this whole neighborhood is going bonkers, and mm-hmm. graves are shooting out of the ground. There's <laughs> Fire blowing up out of places, like the uh, uh, I can't. I want. I want to keep wanting to say wa- a fire extinguisher, but the water the pumps, fire hydrants. The fire hydrants are blowing <laughs> up pumps. on the the water pumps are blowing up on the street. Chaos. <laughs> dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria is going on in this town. They, this is not the only complaint that this insurance company is getting. Because surely, probably, because since. Craig T. Nelson has probably sold all these people these houses. They're all made exactly the same. They gotta have the same insurance, or at least half. At least half these people gotta have the same insurance companies. Oh, yeah. They've gotta be getting the same kind of complaints. Maybe not everyone else's house completely disappeared, but other people's got some weird-ass damage to explain. Yeah, it has to be, because it's not just... Uh, their house. Like, there's some weird shit going on in this neighborhood. This guy says uh, the fire hydrant blew up on him. This guy says graves are shooting out of the ground. This guy says his house disappeared entirely. We just need to cut in some of the scenes from Poltergeist into Ghostbusters when all hell is breaking loose. 
yeah, just pipe that into the story when Bill Murray's talking to the mayor. Mm-hmm. So then we got real wrath of God in. type stuff. Yep. And that's what started it all is uh, the Kane's burial ground or whatever underneath. <laughs> yeah, Kane's doomsday cult. Yep. There it is. And Zool. <laughs> oh, fuck. I suppose on that note, we should probably get going because after all, there's a lot of movies out there and somebody's got to watch them. So why not us? Right? Are you in cahoots with that lady in there? <laughs>